that's going to look like. And uh, like I said, we're going to provide an at-risk area in, in the fellowship hall. And, um, because we're not exactly sure where we're at in this, this global virus pandemic. It seems like we're nearing the, the end of it. We don't know exactly how long it's, it, it's going to last. But we have uh, faced a lot of issues since March. You know, emotional. We faced a lot of opinions and certainly a lot of questions. And I know that there's still more to come. It seems like during this time since March, I've, I've kind of went back to this verse of Psalm 23, 1 and 4. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid because you're with me. And when I would read that, I would kind of, worded as a faith that walks through the valley of the virus. And God promises, promises to take us through this valley and to meet our needs if we trust him. He promises that no matter what we go through, that he is walking with us. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Not by sight. Keeping our eyes on him. The title of today's lesson is, and probably this series is, a, a faith that works when life don't. Keeping our eyes on him. That's the antidote, one of the antidotes to fear that we don't keep our eyes and our focus on our circumstances that, that surround us. And I found that this is the key to calmness. It's the key to confidence and courage during this crisis. Our faith is. So the next few weeks, we're going to talk about our faith. Our faith that works when life don't. A, a faith that doesn't work when life don't is worthless. It's worthless. But our faith in God does work. We've been sheltering in place for the, for the biggest part. We've been teaching live stream. And I hope you have your Bibles with you. For the next few weeks, we're going to be in the book of James. And, and I believe the book of James is, is relevant to the situation today. I'd like to ask you to read the book of James. It's a short book. It, it's only five chapters and 108 verses. Anybody can do that. It's packed with, with practical advice for folks in a crisis. It covers every possible emotion 
that, that we've had or will have during this corona or COVID-19 virus pandemic and even in the uproars around the nation that we're facing today. It gives us practical principles for living during this pandemic. I've learned some things during this pandemic. Like my mentor James Collins tells me, life's going to be different. And this is not over. I hope to teach you how to avoid all the, the negative emotions that you have felt or will feel during this pandemic. Emotions like anxiety, fear, loss, grief, loneliness, irritability, short-tempered, restlessness from, from staying at home. We're going we're gonna to deal with your emotions. And then later on in this series, we're going to deal with our relationships and how they've been affected during this crisis. The book of James teaches us how to trust God in different areas of our lives. It's very, very practical. The Bible teaches us what to remember. It teaches us what to feel, what to do, what to be when we're in a crisis or we're under stress. If you want to take these outlines, and if you'd like, uh, discuss them in your small groups with a friend at a, at, a, at a coffee shop, a couple of friends. I'm just going to give you a little bit of the book of James today. We'll dive deeper. James 1.1 says, from James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. To all of God's people who are scattered everywhere in the world. Greetings. Why were God's people scattered? I tell you why. James was writing to people in a crisis. It wasn't a pandemic when James was writing, it's persecution. People were being evicted. From their homes. People were being killed for, because of their faith from the Roman Empire. It was a scary time to be alive. They were dying everywhere. Dying. You, you, could, you could lose your life just because you were, you were a follower of Jesus Christ. And James wrote this book to encourage them. And that's what I want to do with you. It's to encourage you. And the first emotion that I want to, want to deal with today is fear. I've heard a common acronym for fear. False evidence appearing real. So if we look at that as false evidence appearing real, What's the antidote? You replace fear with facts and faith. 
I want to give you six points to remember today that's going to reduce your fear, uh, fears and they're going to build your faith. I know there's six of them, but I won't be long. I'm tired. I won't be long. In a crisis, number one, remember not everything I hear is true. Let me say that again. We heard every time we turn on something different or go to a different channel or, or read something on Facebook, it's all different. So the first thing we got to do is remember not everything I hear is true. Proverbs 14, 15 says this, the gullible believes everything they're told. The prudent sift and weigh every word. Every word. Not everyone who speaks on the internet, social media, TV, TV, radio, not every one of them know what they're talking about. And not everyone who talks is worth listening to. So you're going to have to be selective. Many folks have their own agenda for the crisis. Some, some political advantage. You, you know, you hear conspiracy theories. There's blame. There's fault finding. Others are going to use this, this crisis for financial gain. There's going to be price gouging. There's going to be fake remedies. Don't fall for any solution online. Ignore it. If it's true, you're going to hear it from everybody. Don't just believe some advertisement or email. Proverbs 13, 16 says this, The prudent man always acts out of knowledge. you got to know the truth. The Bible tells us that we should always base our decisions and actions on the facts, not the fakes, not your fears, not your feelings. They're unreliable. Proverbs 18, 13 says, What a shame. Yes, it is a folly to decide before knowing the facts. Proverbs 18.2 says, A foolish person doesn't care about the facts. All he wants to do is yell. Proverbs 14.18 says, The wise looks ahead. The foolish person attempts to fool himself and won't face the facts. Proverbs 23.23 says, Get the facts at any price and hold on tightly to good sense. Let me say that again. Get the facts at any price and hold on tightly to good sense. Guys, not everything you hear is true. Now, what do we know is true about, we'll talk about this virus. What do we know is true about COVID-19 that the scientists and the experts say. COVID-19 is called a, I looked it up, it's called a novel virus. What do we know about novel viruses? Number one, there's no known human immunity to this virus. Secondly, currently no known cure for it. Three, no vaccine for it. Fourth, it appears to be deadlier than the flu virus. 
five, you can have this virus without any symptoms and still pass it on to other people. Six, it's spread through droplets in the air and some surfaces. Seven, not everyone is at risk equally with this virus. The most vulnerable are over 60 with a pre-existing condition that weakens the immunity like diabetes, heart disease, cancer, upper respiratory. We need to protect them. Amen? We need to protect them. And as long as we don't have a cure, as long as we don't have a vaccine, it's going to be a threat. This may take a while. I'm asking you as your pastor, be patient during this pandemic. The second thing I want you to remember is this. Remember, this will pass. This will pass. It's not going to last. It will be over one day. This is not here forever, but a while. God says, don't be surprised by it. First Peter 4.12 says, Dear friends, don't be surprised or shocked when you go through painful trials and fiery tests in life. Don't you remember what we talked about last week? That, that when sin and, and evil entered the world, everything on the planet is broken, whether it, it, it's weather, economy, relationship, or our body. Sin broke everything on earth. I love the next verse, Isaiah 24, 5 and 15. The earth suffers for the sins of its people, for they have twisted the instructions of God, violated his laws, and broke his covenant. Therefore, the earth has broken down and has utterly collapsed. Everything is lost, abandoned, and confused. That's the Bible talking about earth. Earth. Do you remember why God just, just doesn't, doesn't wipe it out? Why he doesn't just wipe sin and evil out? God allows a free choice for the world. And if he were to wipe it out, he would have to eliminate us. We're the ones that make the bad choices. But God doesn't want puppets. God wants people who choose to love him. We can't say we love God uh, unless we have the choice not to love him. Not to love him. Heaven ain't broke, earth is. So this will pass. The third thing I want you to remember is this. Remember during all of this to focus on what's unchanging. On what's unchanging. We're going through a lot of changes so far. And there's a lot more to come. We're walking around uh, focused on, on, on who's wearing a mask and who's not wearing a mask. When God says, I'll walk through with you. We're focusing on different things that, are, that can change and not the unchanging grace of God. We're walking around fearful and not focusing on our salvation is secure. 
the economy, how we do life, our routines, they're going to change. And they've changed now. And the key to stability, when everything around you is changing, is to focus on the unchanging. Focus on the eternal, the unchangeable truth. That gives stability. 2 Corinthians 10, uh, 4, 17 and 18 says, oh, this is good. This is good. And momentary troubles will not last. But they are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we focus not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. No virus is going to last forever. Focus not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. It's temporary. Unseen is eternal. So what unchanging truth should you and I focus on during this crisis? I wrote down eight of them. Let me give them to you right quick. First, this is an unchanging truth. God sees everything that you and I are going through. Two, God cares about everything that you and I are going through. Three, God has the power to answer prayer and give you and I the strength for what we're going through. Four, God always acts out of his goodness to you and I. He's always good to us. Five, God's plan for your life is always better than your own plan. God will never, this is seven, I went, I've done them six and two. Seven says, God will never stop loving us. You and I, we can't make him stop loving us because it's not based on our performance. It's based on who he is. The eighth truth is this. I cannot lose my salvation once I've trusted in Christ. His hand. I'm in his hand. I may try to let go, but he will not let me go. He will not let me go. We can trust in that. Focus on that truth. These are unchanging truths. Number four, remember no matter what I go through, God will go through it with me. You and me, we're absolutely, absolutely, positively never alone in life. We might feel alone. God's presence is not a feeling. His peace is present in every stage in our life. God will be with you no matter what you and I go through. Isaiah 43, 2. This is really good. This is what they were singing about. When you go through the deep waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned up. It will not consume you. Ooh, when I go through the deep waters, he is with me. When I go through the fire, I won't be consumed, for he is with me. Oh, man, put that in your pipe and smoke it. 
Oh, man. Number five, remember, this is not the end of the story. This is not the end of the story. The last chapter, the book of the Bible says, Revelation says, this ain't how it ends. So you can quit worrying about that. It's not a cliffhanger. I don't know if y'all got caught up in the series 24. Y'all remember that? 24. And, and the first three times I watched it, man, I, I would be at the end of my seat wondering if Jack Byer was going to die. I just knew he was going to die. Then I figured out he was the star. He couldn't die or the series couldn't go on. This virus, is, it, it, it's, it's not a cliffhanger. You see, for me watching 24, the tension that I was experiencing left when I figured out the end of the story. We know the end of the story. It's not going to end like this. It's not going to end. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9 says, We often suffer, but we are never crushed. Even when we don't know what to do, we never give up. In times of trouble, God is with us. And when we're knocked down, we get up again. Because we know that God raised the Lord Jesus to life. And just as God raised Jesus, he will also raise us to life. Then he will bring us into his presence together with you. He will raise us to life. We know to live with hope in the middle of pain we got to focus on what's never changing. we got to live in light of eternity. We don't know what the future holds with this pandemic and this unrest. But we know who holds the future. We know he does. This is not the end of the story. We know that one day all grief, all pain, all sorrow, all sickness, all, it's going to end. In heaven it doesn't exist. Revelation 21 says, my God will wipe away tears, that there will be no death and no pain. Guys, this here is not the end of the story. I don't know about you, it gave me some confidence. It gives me hope. It puts some pep in my step. We know how the story ends. Last thing, number six. I told y'all I was in a hurry. My voice is waning. Remember, God wants to use me to help others. Write that down. God wants to use you to help others. Yeah. God wants to use you and me. Yeah, he wants to comfort you. He wants to save you and I and to help you through these tough times. But now he wants to use you to help other people in the days ahead. We're going to be given, you and me, opportunities like no other time. To love your neighbor as yourself. In the next few weeks to come, the book of James is going to be getting very specific about how you and I can love our neighbors as we love ourselves. 
Guys, I want to tell you, North Point, I'm talking to you, that this is the time to outshine the darkness. Let me say that again. This is our time that God has ordained that we are going to outshine the darkness. Promise. I want to give you some, some promises as I close. We're going to face these tough times together. You're not going to be alone. I promise as your, as your pastor to help you stay healthy spiritually. If you've got some needs, let us know. We'll help you. Next, we will bring you meaningful worship experiences. I promise you we're going to continue on live stream. And I'll show you some ways that you can serve and love your neighbor and share the good news. This is our time to outshine the darkness. Let's pray. My Lord, as we travel through the book of, of what your servant James wrote, the brother of Jesus, Show us the opportunity that you would have us serve. Lord, what a great day to be alive. What a great time to live. It's a good day in my little town. As long as you walk through it with us. And you promised. Lord, I love you. And it's in the mighty, powerful, unchanging name of Jesus that I pray. Amen.